let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. High and lifted up in all your glory, Lord. We've come to church many times, some for years and years and years. Lord, we would never want to fail to lift you up, to glorify you, the King of glory. Our Lord and Savior came and Jesus was his name. And so, Lord, as we look at your word this morning, would you open our eyes to see more of your grace, more of your mercy, more of your love, that you could touch every heart that is now present in the assembly of the living God and those that have so faithfully over the years joined us on the internet, Lord, would you just come wherever they may be and may this King of glory step into our presence and Lord, may the glory of God fill the temple once again. We are not looking to man, he will surely fail, but the word of God will never fail. So as we've been singing high and lifted up in all your glory, we want to lift you up in our hearts. Say, Lord, take supreme control of every one of our lives. We ask it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ for your glory and for your honor in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. We greet you in the precious name of Jesus Christ this morning with your Bibles at hand. Let's turn to Revelations, please. Revelations chapter 13. Thank you, musicians. Thank you so much. Been singing that song and thinking about the grace of God and what Calvary means. But as the days go on, it means more and more as you see the insanity of mankind. That God should love such a sinner such as I. That never, I never tire of that. To know that he did indeed have me in his thoughts before the foundation of the world. I'd like to turn to Revelation chapter 13. And I'd like to read at verse 4, please. Revelation 13 verse 4. And they worshipped. The dragon which gave power unto the beast. They worshiped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. That's three and a half years. He opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Are you listening? And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Whose names were not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain 
before the foundation of the world. I want you to look at verse 8 again, please. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. We do want to remember, keep on remembering Brother Hugh Message, our dear precious brother. I was with him some time yesterday, and he's fighting the good fight of faith. And I had told him this week, I said, I was just listening to a message where Brother Bram said, there was a one in our assembly that was just fading away and just fading away and just ready to pass on. But some way God came on the scene and raised him up for the glory of God. I believe in Hebrews 13.8. I believe in Hebrews 13.8. And I said, Brother Hugh, just keep holding on. You're going to get healed one way or the other. One way or the other. And so we are believing for our precious brother Hugh. It was announced brother Peter Ivanenko will be ministering this evening. Also, he'll be speaking and letting you know where the church in, in Renton, Washington is going. And I'm excited to hear about it. What they've been established now and, and it's taken a long time, taken a long period of time. And so we would like to be prepared to give that a uh, little work, a little offering tonight. So if you prepare your heart and see what God would put on your heart for that little church, we'd like to give Brother Peter a little offering to take home and get the church jump started and get it going. Daniel, God bless you. Did you get permission from your pastor to be here this morning? Huh? I asked Daniel, I said to Daniel the other day, he was in the hallway, he says, now, I said, um, it'd be nice one time to have you come back and, and preach here at the church and see how you're doing. He says, well, I'll have to ask my pastor. <laughs> wow, that happens quick. <laughs> but I thought that was a great answer. God bless you, Brother Daniel and the saints that we'll be gathering for tonight. I've been preaching on the last few weeks on come, come to a place that I've prepared for you. And I've been taking it out of let not your heart be troubled. For I've gone to prepare a place for you. And, and the more you take a look at that scripture, the more it seems to unfold to realize all through time and eternity, God has prepared a place for his people. He's prepared a place that we can have an encounter with God. He's prepared a place, doesn't matter whether it was Samson, whether it was Ruth, whether it was Rebecca at the well, God has always prepared a place. So that the people of God could have an encounter with him. And I would like to prepare you this morning. God has provided you a place this morning here at church. So we don't want to necessarily speak about of ages gone by and yet we will. But we will be applying it to what is happening today. We sing the chorus and we sing the song. And when we start to understand the, the omnipotence of God more and more, we can see that it's not just a one-off message each time the prophet was ministering. It wasn't just a message, or oh, that was a nice message, or this is a nice message. It's a whole message. It's a whole message prepared for you. 
This message is, is Jesus Christ prepared for you. God's chosen place of worship prepared for you. I want you to start being now real believers of the message. And we start to understand that the message is just not God's chosen place of worship on the wings of a snow white dove. Things that are to be indictment. And these are just nice little messages. It's all encompassing. It's all one message. And all God is doing now is preparing us along this journey, a place for us. If you just look at Brother Branham as a prophet and only see him as a prophet, you're years behind. It's not just seeing Brother Branham as a prophet. That was a place that God prepared for him as Malachi 4. There was a place prepared that he was to fulfill. And we see that place was fulfilled. But there's many other places that have been fulfilled, whether it be Isaiah 40 and John uh, was crying in the wilderness. That was a place prepared for him. God prepared the wilderness for him. God is always ahead of time. If you, if you want to look at the last six months, if you want to look over the last year of messages and re-listen to them, you will see that the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So God prepares us, service to service, for not just for the moment, but for the next day. Because God sees the tomorrow and he knows what we need and we need the word. And the word will meet the need for the hour. So now we want to start just moving our minds and our thoughts to not just this present moment. But Lord, at this moment, may I realize that there's a bigger picture. And that indeed is what we've been speaking on. So that's why we've sung the song and many times have sung it. He's already provided. He's already provided. He had already provided your salvation before the night you got saved or the day you got saved. He already provided a place for you. He already provided a spot or a moment of time that he was now going to express himself. And so then we find then through in this thought that he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So God knew that we needed a slain lamb. So it was already provided before even sin came in. So God always provides a place for the worshiper. Habakkuk in 2 verse 3 says, For the vision yet is for an appointed time. The more as we go on and the more as the message starts to open up, we start to understand that we start to see the fulfilling of the word within even in our own lives. So the prophet's prophecy, even in our own lives, becomes history. So as God prophesies or, or as that word or is prophesied, then that prophecy has to be fulfilled. And many times it's being fulfilled, but it took, as Brother Bisco preached years ago, prophet's eyes to see that prophecy being fulfilled. And many things are happening. Many things are taking place. And I wonder whether we even catch it half the time. 
But all we need to understand is God has indeed prepared a place for you. And as we've taken out of the last few services, that a place that was prepared already for you is a place at his side. And Brother Brown said, the bride will never leave his side. So that place was provided for you before the foundation of the world. It is a prophecy yet to be fulfilled, but one day it will indeed become history. This lamb, I'd like to maybe put the first slide up, and maybe up, up, uh, whether it's a Rembrandt, I don't know, but it's a picture of Jesus. Our Redeemer died on the cross between two thieves. Do you know that that was a place provided for him? Can we think a little bit deeper? That he was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. But now here's the prophet's prophecy. Making history. And there he was. There he is. That I can say, that's my redeemer. That's my savior. And oh, you look at it and say, oh, brother Tom, I, I've seen crosses before and I've seen Jesus on the cross. But there should be something in you. To appreciate Amen. the cost of Calvary. Amen. Oh, how I love him. Because you know what? If he died for one, he died for me. And I don't know whether you can put yourself in the meat. Did he die for you? Did he save you? Do you understand that that place was already provided for him? He set his face towards Jerusalem. He knew the mocking. He knew the scourging he was going to go through. The tearing of the beard. The ripping. The hurt. The pain. The sin of the world. He bore it all. And he did it for you. He did it for me. But that was prepared for him. And he was willing to drink from the cup. And he's willing to drink it all. What a place that was prepared. What a place that was prepared. Maybe if you would turn to Matthew 27 with me, it will help you. Prophecy more marred more than any other man. Prophecy of Isaiah 53 was being fulfilled. Did they understand what was happening? Nope. It was just going on with life. He was just a, he was a, a, a to, the, to the Romans, he was just a fanatic. To the Pharisees, he was Beelzebub. But to the believer, he was Messiah. Matthew 27, verse 27. And when the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. They stripped him. They put on him a scarlet robe. And when they plaited a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his hand. And they bowed. 
the knee before him, mocking him. This was a place that was prepared. And he didn't run from it. No, sir. Brother Bram said one place he could have called 10,000 angels. But this was a prepared place and he was willing to let that preparation unfold. He was willing for you and, and for me to take this place. Can you imagine one day that, that those men that bowed their knee will bow one more? Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. I'm sure they would love to take that moment of time back. And he prays on him rather than mockery. Hail, king of the Jews. They spat on him. You know, I, I don't know if you've ever been spit on. But that's degrading. That's a very degrading thing. If you've ever been spat on. It's humiliating. But this is the king of glory. And they spat on him. And they took the reed and they smote him on the head. And after that they had mocked him. They took the robe off him. Put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they were come unto a place, that was God's chosen place of redemption. When you think of Calvary, I want you to think a little deeper. It was that place he redeemed me. It was at that place he redeemed fallen man. And I want to say to you, sinner friend, this morning, if you have not received Jesus, this was the place he was willing to go to the cross to save mankind. And if he's willing to go to that place, aren't you willing? Aren't you just willing to say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, almighty God. You came to a place called Golgotha, God's chosen place of worship, was in Jesus Christ. And they missed him and they mocked him and they spit him. But I believe amongst the people that can praise him and adore him and thank him for Calvary. Amen. And that's why Brother Bram said in this generation, I indict for the second crucifixion. They mock this message. They laugh at this message. They criticize this message. But I'm with a people that can glorify the king of glory. They might crucify him again. But there's still a people that can look to the cross and say, that's my Jesus. That's my God. It's not a history. It's a reality. Can you say amen? He saved my sin sick soul. And he set my spirit free. 
that place was prepared for him, but it was also prepared for you. And so this morning, you can lift up holy hands and you can thank God that that place at Calvary was prepared for you and I. Praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. You're not a Catholic. You're not a Presbyterian. You're not a Luther. You're not a Wesleyan. You are the bride. This is your husband. Thank you, bridegroom. Thank you, bridegroom. I'm your bride and I thank you for that place called Mount Calvary. Amen. Not a story, Balcony. This is reality. If he wouldn't have come, we would not be here. Amen. Brother Aaron, you wouldn't have a wife. You wouldn't have a daughter. Nobody would be sitting here. You say, I got a lovely family. Jesus gave you that family. Don't take it for granted, young people, that you sit right here right now. You could be a drunken stupor, but because of Calvary. That chosen place. That place of worship. Yep. That place. Amen. I want to find that place today. I want to find that place because you can sit here and rot on your bench unless you know you met him at that place. And if you met him, I want you to rejoice this morning because that was God's chosen place. We look at it, we think of it as a picture or it's a place in history. Saints, there's no history in God. It's all one time. You know, the problem of it is we don't see ourselves in the place. Saints, I was in Him before the foundation of the world. So I was in Him at Calvary. When He died, I died. But it didn't stay there. When He rose again... With him, God had a chosen tomb, He had a chosen place. Joseph of Arimathea had a tomb that was never used, but it was carved out not for Joseph, no, sir, it was carved out for the King of Kings, amen. And He went to that place and He came out of that place, living, He loved me, dying, He saved me, buried, He carried my sins far away. Rising, did he justify you? And soon he's coming, oh glorious day. There's a place, this place God has chosen for a people to worship him this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. I just pray that every sinning boy that's in this place, every young lady that has only known him as a thought and not by a heart experience, that God could somehow move on you. You have sat service after service after service. Unmoved. Unmoved. You just sit here blank. Blank looks. Blank movement. Doesn't mean relationship at all. You'll find when a young lady loves, starts to love a young man or a young man starts to like a young lady, they just can't get enough of him. 
And now let me tell you, after 42 years or 44 years or I've been serving the Lord and married for 42 of those blessed years, I never tire. I, she wants to be with me and I want to be with her. I want to tell you, it's the same in the word. I'm sorry, friends, if you don't have that kind of relationship, you can have it. You can have that kind of relationship with Jesus. Wherever you go, I want to be there, Lord. That's my chosen place. That's my chosen place. The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. Can you imagine what kind of life this man led to end up at the cross? A thief. A thief. We let people thieve us all the time. But in in Bible days, they killed thieves. Uh Uh-huh. In the days in in, in England, they used to have a prison for debtors. Mm Mm-hmm. But now you can run your credit up to who knows what. Don't even worry about it. But here's the thief. How did he get there? How did, how did he get there? But let me tell you one thing. That was his chosen place. It wasn't on the day before. It wasn't on the day after. It was on that specific time. That he was going to be nailed on the cross. Beside the king of glory. The king of the Jews. Hallelujah. He was nailed at that place at the right time. You have brought into this kingdom. For such a time as this. That was his chosen place. I wonder what he did. What did he do Wes? What did he do? What did he say? <laughs> what did he say? What did he do? The other riled on him. Railed on him, I should say. If you're so great, <laughs> and you are what they say you are, get us all from this place. And the other thief says, hey, respect him. We deserve our reward. We deserve this crucifixion. But this man has done nothing. I wonder God, before the foundation of the world, said, I'm going to put a certain man on the cross beside me. That he will look the right way. I wonder when he looked and he saw it in Greek, in Hebrew, in Latin, the king of the Jews, that something struck him at that moment and said, Lord, remember me. When you come into your kingdom today, I wonder whether you can say, Lord, in this little service this morning, remember me. You brought me to this place. Remember me, Lord. When this kingdom comes and there's a catching away, others will rail you and mock you, but I will praise you. Praise him. I say to you this morning, praise the King of Kings. Hallelujah, Nathan. Without this, we have nothing. Crystal, without Calvary, you wouldn't have a husband today. 
Calvary is what that is at. That's God's chosen place of worship. You might as well make it personal. Sorry for pointing you out, Sister Crystal. But look what what God's done for your husband. We rejoice exceedingly. I want to praise him. I want to love him. You know, I know, I know, I know I'm not you and you're not me. And you don't want to be me and I don't want to be you. But I, I, I trust somehow something in your heart could be moved to where you could say, you're my redeemer and you're faithful and true. You're not a story. No, sir. You're not a story. You're not a story. You're a living God. And if there was a place for the thief, there's a place for me. That was prepared. And we've been prepared for this place of redemption. I will sing of my Redeemer and his wonderful love to me. Oh, that vision tarried. Though it tarried, yet it's for a while. It Yet it will be, though the vision tarry, yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak. Next slide. Oh, there's a lot of places, and Brother Brown preaches God's chosen place of worship. God's only provided place of worship. He preaches it three times. And I, I, I've used the quote, and I thought, I don't use slides much. But sometimes I think Brother Lonnie said you retain 40%, 20 more percent by seeing and hearing. And the name is in the word. And because he is the word, amen, the word interpreted is the manifestation of the name of God. People say, wherever two or three are gathered in my name. It means more to a believer than it does to anybody that just quotes scripture. Because I understand through a prophet that the word interpreted is the manifestation of the name of God. So I don't know what they're being gathered around. But I know who I'm being gathered around. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father which is in heaven hath revealed this to you. Who I am. And upon this rock I'll build my place of worship. 
God only has one chosen place of worship where he puts his name. That's, that's your prophet. He preached it three times. You've read it, I'm sure. Flesh and blood had not revealed this to you, sisters, to you brothers. Who I am and upon this rock I'll build my place of worship. And the gates of hell can't shake it down. Amen. Amen. Oh, living church of God, stand firm. Stand in firm foundation on Jesus Christ alone. God has a chosen place for us to worship him. This is his place. His name is called Jesus Christ. And in Him is my redemption. In Him is my salvation. In Him is my deliverance. So you say, what is the name of of God? Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. He says, any son comes in their Father's name. And our Father's name is the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, that's the place of God's worship. Not many people have been chosen to be at that place. And we will find as we go along that we indeed are a blessed people. Brother Eddie Lamb, God bless you. You fought through many storms of life. But as that prophet prophesied and that prophecy is being now fulfilled, we're cresting every wave. Brother Bram said an amazing statement. He said the reason today that people don't see the things they should see and the mysteries of God being unfolded is because they're not looking for it. Did everybody get that? The reason today that people don't see the things that they should see, the mysteries of God being unfolded, because they're not looking for it. God only reveals himself to those who will let him and are expecting him. So if I asked you unanimously today, I'm sure it would be unanimous. That Are you expecting him? Are you expecting him? Are you expecting something, something from God this morning? Are you expecting God now to open our eyes to see more of his glory? Saints, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm a simple man. I got saved and knew nothing. I knew nothing. I wasn't indoctrinated by no doctrine of no church, no creed, no nothing. The only thing that I know is the Bible and the message. And that's the only thing I can preach. There's nothing else I want to preach. And many people can say, well, I can look at, at different ones throughout the ages. I can ring about, read about Swingley and I can ring about Spurgeon and I can read. But Brother Bram said, the life went up the stock. The life of what, even what they were preaching has moved on. It's not even in the shuck. The shuck has pushed the seed out. There's only life in the seed. 
And you can't eat anything else but seed. So the vision or the word, whether it be from Revelation and Revelation telling us he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And it's hard to even get our minds wrapped around that thought. Before there was a a quasar or photon or, you know, I know there's some scientists here, so I don't even know where I'm going on that one. But all I know before there was a, a whatever, there was God. Uh, this week, this week, I, uh, you know, I, I wanted to start this off and say, you know what? I feel more like Andrew all the time in the Bible. Once he caught the revelation where Jesus lived, he never left him. And once Philip caught a revelation of who he was, Messiah, the only thing he had burning on his heart was come. We have found him. Philip goes to Nathaniel, Peter to, or Andrew to Peter. There's something in us that wants people to see this. So this week I, I found myself, I, there was the, um, for some situation here at the church, we, we've needed a place for storage and we finally decided in our great wisdom we didn't need it anymore. So somehow it got onto one of my credit cards and I had to go down and I had to sign off and, and whenever something is wrong, they, Type me. I just type the church. Don't type me. Type Michael. Type somebody. Don't type me. I got enough things to deal with. No, you got to come down and you got to sign off. I said, okay, I'll sign off. So I go down there and, and so it's Cloverdale Bible Way account and, and, um, she says, how come every time I have, send you something, you're away? You must like traveling. I said, no. I said, you know what? I said, you ever gone to Victoria a hundred times? He said, you go to Victoria a hundred times, the hundred and one time is pretty boring. I said, I don't enjoy the travel, but I love the people I meet. Once you get there, you love it. But getting there is what's the trouble. Oh, she said, I would love that if I could just do that. I said, well, have at it. Go for it. She says, where do you go? I said, well, wherever the Lord leads. I said, sometimes I go around the States, sometimes over to Europe or Africa. I've been, I've been, been blessed. Oh, when you go there, do you preach to heathens? I said, some, but most are believers. Most are believers and yet we reach out into the community and invite people to come to services and so forth. And I said, people need salvation. doesn't matter whether they're in America. There's American heathens. There's Canadian heathens. So she looks at me. She says, so you believe in God? Really? That's an obvious So, you know, when they say that, obviously they don't. So I said, yes, indeed, I do believe in God. But I said, my God and Savior came and Jesus was his name. He wrapped himself in flesh. Came as a baby to redeem fallen man and hung on a cross to die for our sins. And one glorious day I met that Lord Jesus. 
thank God, she said. I said, you know, that's a good question. I said, God. God never had a beginning and God never had an end. Well, she says, that's a big thought. I said, it's more than a big thought. She said, for you to believe that, you have to have faith. I said, you're close to the kingdom. I said, yes, indeed, you must have faith. For faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And I got Brother John waiting in the car. Because we're going to meet and see Brother Hugh message. So I don't know what John's doing in the car, but I'm having a great time. But as always, it seems that the miss opportune time, but that's God's time. So she says, you must have faith. I said, yes, you do indeed. You must have faith. I said, faith is given of God. Faith is given of God. I said, why don't you ask God for faith? Well, she says, it's getting getting to be Christmas time. I'm trying to change it a little bit. She says, it's coming to be Christmas time. At your church, do you have a nativity scene on Christmas Eve that I can bring my daughter? No, I said, we don't. I said, the United Church probably does down the road if you'd like to go there. I said, um... I said, you know, I said, uh, let me just change your question here. Let me answer. I said, did you, did you ever, you've got a little girl you told me. I said, did you lie to her and tell her there's a Santa Claus? (laughs) Yeah. She says, I guess I did lie, didn't I? Uh Uh-huh. I said, did you lie to your mother and father? When you were a little girl, did you ever take anything of your mother's that you weren't supposed to take and you lied to her when she asked you? She said, yes, I did. I said, so you were a liar when I said, who taught you to do that? I said, did your father sit you down and say, this is how you lie? No, she says, no, that's pretty much in you, isn't it? I said, exactly. Nobody taught you to lie to your mom. Nobody taught you to lie to your daughter. And I says, because you believe in Santa Claus and Christmas, I said, the church has lied to you. She said, well, what do you mean? I said, since when does three wise men come to a baby in a manger? She says, I think you're right. The Bible talked about a young child. I said, yes, this is true. I said, but you've believed in a church lie because you're a liar. (laughs) Oh, did that cringe somebody? (laughs) Come on. So were you. So was I. But I said, that's why you have to be born again. And it changes you from a liar to a son and daughter of God. Oh, she says, the Bible's too deep for me. I said, it was for me too. But now how Brother Branham so wonderfully says, if, I said, if you had the spirit of Michelangelo, what would you do? Paint. If you had Beethoven in you, she said, 
I'd do music. I said, if you got the spirit of God in you, what would you do? Live like God. She said, where is your church? I said, it's on that invoice right there. She said, well, maybe I'll come to that church someday. I said, I'd love you to do that. Because I did. And look what it did for me. I came to God's chosen place of worship. I, like a thief on the cross, saw my Redeemer. When I saw this message, I saw redemption. Hallelujah. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Once redeemed, never to be lost again. Can you say amen, Brother Greg? Amen. I've been redeemed by a love divine. God put me at this place to see Christ in this day. At his chosen place of worship. The manifestation of his name. The word interpreted is God's chosen place of worship. You will have no other place of worship outside of this message, Brother Jim. That's why we're so earnest. Not pointing you to a man, but pointing you to the God that that prophet was pointing us to. It's not me. That's Him. Glory. That's when I read the message. I don't read Brother Branham. That was God. He said the same one that tells me your names is the same one that interprets this Bible. I I think that's pretty plain, isn't it? Is that plain? The same one that tells me where you live, who you are, what you've done, and what you will do. Is the same one, unveiling of God, is the same one that interprets this Bible to me. God's chosen place of worship. Mm -hmm. You might put it down. You might water it down. You might say it's not as as much as Brother Thomas. Let me tell you, I can't lift up Jesus Christ enough. I can't lift up this message enough. Brother Bram said, rising in the sun, the darkened world of unbelief, the darkened world of unbelief and denominations. And can I say every, every kind of religion has darkened the minds of the people to confuse them when that light shines as we've been hearing. But as Michael showed you in that little candle, you put another candle with that candle. You put another candle with that candle. And you put another candle with that candle. You'll get 10,000 watts of light around this room. It will drive back the darkness. He said, oh, the darkened world of unbelief. Where churches and denomination has drawn us. But there was something in us. Daniel, you can rejoice. Because before the foundation of the world, there was something in us. Brother Bram said, there was something in us calling. 
There was something in the thief calling. And God had him on the cross at that right time. God has you here at this right time. Hallelujah. Look to the Lamb of God this morning. Look to Him. Look to Him. For whatever your need is, He can meet your need. Look to Him. Look to Him. Look away from dark denominationalism. Look away from what you understand that the message is. Look away from your unbelief. Once you look away and look unto me, all ye ends of the earth. He said, here I am. He said, oh, there's something in us, Daniel. Something in us. Calling. Oh, we want God. We're hungering. We're thirsting. I, I hope I'm in a room of all these kinds of kinds of seeds. Amen. There's something in us calling, Daniel. Something thirsting. Something hungering. This is the rising of the sun, by the way. Something in us, something hungry, something thirsting for God. But we joined this, we tried that. We tried this, we joined that. We tried this, and we joined that. Then, then, the resurrection. Glory. The one that hung on the cross, that rose from the dead, came by your way. Hallelujah. In this message. Jerry, are you getting that? This is the resurrection. Hallelujah. I want you to think deeper thoughts. He says there's something in us. We joined here, we joined there, we went here, we went there. But that great resurrection came to us in the manifestation of the word of God. His chosen place of worship. Rejoice, people. Rejoice, saints of God. If you want, the, I want to read that quote. You go into Rising of the Sun, paragraph 74. Go to, I got the quote up there. God's only place of worship. There's the quote. He said, He came to us. And that has been become more real. As our pastor took us on that path with him to a log that day, sitting beside a prophet. It wasn't just Brother Ed at that log. You and I were at that log. You say, well, Brother, Brother, Brother Bister, he's my pastor. God knew what I needed. Listen, if I have to be identified with them at Guam... At Gettysburg. That's what your prophet said. Are you identified with him at Gettysburg? Are you identified with him at Guam? I'm identified with him at Calvary. I'm identified with the burning bush at Moses. I'm identified with Elijah. I'm identified with my pastor on that log. Hallelujah. You say, how was I with Moses at the burning bush? I was in him. Wherever he is, I am. The bride will never leave his side. <laughs> I was him at Elijah. 
I was him when he met Gideon. You got to you see yourself in him. In him. <laughs> Sister Charity, we've been found in him. That's why we can have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. It lifts you out of your doldrums. Because once you find yourself in him, you've got everything. My. My, my, my. He says, yes, sir, the great resurrection came to us in the manifestation of the promised word of the hour. So the word interpreted is the manifestation of the word of the hour. So this message that has been interpreted, Matthew, is the manifestation of the word of the hour. People say you're so fanatical. Listen, you have to believe Luther's message. You have to believe Wesley's message. You have to believe in the restoration of the gifts. Brother Bram said, he said, one person asked me, he said, well, will those that at Luther's time, will they go to heaven? He says, of course, they had a part of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. They had a part of the Holy Ghost. So every age had their word and their message. And under her messenger, under her messenger, she will be the final voice to the final age. In God's chosen place of worship. We have nothing else to say. We've got nothing else to think. He told you how to raise your children. He told you how the young people should act. Teenagers should act. Young boys how to act. Young ladies how to act. The whole message covers our whole lifespan. Oh my, I was going out of the house this morning. I don't even know where the thought came, where the thought came. But I, I, I was telling Joanne this week, I had a paper out and my head hardly got above the bike seat. We had these big cages to hold the sun papers and I'd wheel those things over. And then what the next, okay, doing the papers is drudgery enough and I hated it, but I liked the money. So I put my money in my bank account and on collection day was either payday or no, just money. Cause you had to, I think it was $2 and 50 cents for the paper for the whole month. And I knock on the door and I think, I figured, Hey, if you knock on the door at the right time, you'll get $3 and you'll get 50 cent tip. Well, guess what? No, you got two fifty. but I'll never forget one door I came to and I, thought about it this morning and I opened the door and I don't even know who they were but it was so different and I remember a man sitting at his little chair and had his Bible in his hand I lived in Chilliwack half of them Mennonite backslidden Mennonites anyways but I didn't know what a backslidden Mennonite was until now and didn't even know hardly what a Mennonite was all I knew is that we couldn't skate on Sunday it closes the rink down. But when I asked for the 250, somebody came to the door. It was a sweet little lady. And there was a presence there. And you know what? I walked away. I, I'm not spiritual. I went, I'm just a kid. But now I'm 65. That's 55 years ago. It's still impregnated in my mind. There is something different about that home. And then I thought, Lord, I want that to be for my home. 
I want something different for my home. So people just don't come to the door, but they would send something. I don't know what it was. I, I, I couldn't tell you today whether they were Pentecostal or Methodist or Lutheran. But all I know that there was a sanctity to the home that my soul was crying for. And but God knew a chosen place at a chosen time that I would come to his place of worship. That thief didn't know when he was growing up. I don't know whether he stole an apple out of the out of the thing as I did a licorice one day and felt so terrible about it. it was from my dad's friend who owned a store. A thief. I deserve to die. But then one day Jesus came. Took all that away from me. My brother, he put the, he put the fear of God in me and he didn't even know who God was. So you know the police are gonna come and get you. I said, I'm just ten years old. They're gonna put you in jail, son. Gonna take one more licorice, you're dead. How did I know? How did you know, Luis, that there was something in you calling? How did you know that Elias, when you were just a young boy in the church, that God would still hold you, keep you, be upon you, bring you? How do we know? Then we start to understand everything's grace. Grace of God that keeps us moving. Family goes this way. Family goes that way. But something in us says, I want more of Jesus. Lord, remember me. Oh, that great resurrection came to us in the manifestation of that promised word. He was the manifestation of the promised word of God. I will not leave his soul in hell. Neither will I suffer my Holy One to seek corruption. He manifested every word of God that was promised to him. He proved it and raised that Easter morning. That is my God. A place prepared. Let not your heart be troubled. John 14, 1. This will probably be my last part. You believed in God. Believe in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will receive you unto myself, that where I am, you may be also. To prepare for something, prepare for something. We go to school, we prepare for exams. Some do, some don't. And the more you prepare, the better your mark for some people. But to prepare for something is to make ready. To prepare for something is making necessary preparations. 
so that everything can be ready for that moment. So God knew exactly the preparation that was needed for this moment to prepare you for a rapture change. So he prepared a provided place of worship that you could see the power of redemption in the opening of his word. Because it will take the word himself to reveal itself to you. That's going to get you in that place. And I, I know you're listening good because it's going to, you're going to need this. You're going to need this. You're going to need to start digging deeper. You're going to need to make ready. You're going to need to make preparations as he's going to make preparation. To get everything ready. Figuratively, it means as in the Orient, it was custom in the Orient. Persons were sent before the king. To make all roads level and safe. He knoweth the way that you take. And the king has sent a messenger. To prepare the way. Of the Lord. To make your path safe. Stay in this path. He's made preparations. So that you can walk. In the peace of God. Meant for you. In this troubling time. As I go a little bit farther. I won't hold you much longer the. Derek was great. He gave me the pulpit right around 11. In the messages, God's chosen place of worship, he refers and opens his scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 1. I'll read it. You don't need to turn. He said, observe the month of Abed. Keep the Passover unto the Lord thy God. For in the month of Abed, the Lord thy God brought thee forth out of Egypt by night. Thou shalt therefore sacrifice the Passover unto the Lord, thy God, of the flock and of the herd, in the place which the Lord shall choose to place his name there. And Brother Branham was very clear when you go through those messages that he did not put his name in the Methodist church or the Catholic church Or the Baptist church. He never put his name there. His place of worship. Was the word himself. That was God's place of worship. He came in his father's name. And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Branham says here. John the Baptist said. Behold there he is. There's God's chosen place of worship. That's what the prophet said. He said, John the Baptist pointed to Jesus and said, there's God's chosen place of worship. You mean it's not at the temple? There's God's chosen place of worship. You mean it's not with the Sadducees? There's God's chosen place of worship. Are you listening? It was in a person. 
It was in Jesus Christ. Not in the temple. It was in him. Now watch, he said, John the Baptist, he said, behold, there he is. God's chosen place of worship. There's the lamb. It's the holy God. The Lord Jesus Christ. Where he placed his name. He's our kinsman. He's our redeemer. He's our redemption. There he is. I want to say to you this message. Is my kinsman redeemer. There he is. Now watch. There it is. It's promised through Malachi 4. To turn the hearts back to the fathers. Amen. Amen. He's pointing us to the word. To the word through Malachi 4. Through the word. Amen, he says. There shall be light in the evening time. God's chosen place of worship. Oh, what's this message come to? What's he going to do? And in that day there shall be light at the evening time. To welcome his children home. What is the light doing? What's this chosen place of worship doing? It's welcoming you home. Oh my goodness. It's not saying stay in a pew. It's welcoming you up. Come up higher. You say, what is this message for? It's evening time light. Welcoming the children back home to their true promised land. Saints of God, if you never had a a prophet telling you that, you wouldn't even be prepared for it. But he's gone to prepare a place for you. He's gone to make ready for you. What's he preparing you for? Come home. Come on home. It's God's chosen place of worship. It's Jesus Christ. That's the only place there is. That's the only name God has for salvation. That's the only name for salvation. Is the manifestation of his word. The word interpreted. Is the manifestation of his name. Where's salvation? In the word. What's his word? It's interpretation of the hour. I hope. If it, if it's maybe, maybe hard for you, maybe re-listen to it or just go back to the tapes of God's chosen place of worship. He said, there's many fine women in the building tonight, loyal women. But there's one Mrs. William Branham. She's the one that goes home with me and she's the one that's my wife. Now don't swallow on this pill. There are fine people in the world. There's fine churches. There's but one Mrs. Jesus Christ. Can I say that again? There is but one Mrs. Jesus Christ. And that's who he's coming for. What she must be. She must be the word. That's who he's coming for. That's where his name lays. His name lays in you. Mrs. Jesus Christ. The final voice to the final age. There's Christ in you. This is now, I want you to now stay with me. 
She's the one that's his wife. There was only one Mrs. William Branham. There's only one Mrs. Thomas Ray. There's only one Mrs. Jesus Christ. There's fine people and there's fine churches, but there's one Mrs. Jesus, and that's who he's coming for. That's where his name lays. There is where his worship is. In her and her alone. My God. Think about it. What is laying within you is God's chosen place of worship where he's put his name. Oh, I thought I'd get a little bit of more hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There have been many, many women in the world, but there's only one Mrs. Thomas Ray. There's only one Mrs. Jesus Christ that he's put his name there. Hallelujah. He put his name in you. He's called you no longer church. He's called you bride of Jesus Christ. You're Mrs. Jesus Christ. And when people look at you, you are possessing God's chosen place of worship. Only one place he puts his name. And that place is in you. What does the balcony say? What does the sanctuary say? Hallelujah. It's deeper. It's wider. It's higher than we've ever thought before, saints of God. We just need to be under expectation to see more of Him. We say, more of you. I want more of you. I want I want to see you in the depths of your word, Lord. I want to see you high and lifted up in all your glory. That's why I have Brother Derek sing the song. I just want to lift him up in all his glory. To think that God would put a thief on the cross at that specific time to see his redemption. At that specific moment. Wasn't the day before. It wasn't the day after. It wasn't early morning. It was right at that same time. One rejected it, the other received it. I don't care about the rejectors. I just care about those that receive it. Amen. Amen. You've received more than you thought. When I walked into Bible Way House, all I just wanted, I wanted the Lord Jesus Christ to save my sin-sick soul. But I didn't have a clue that it was the resurrection coming by my way. But as time went on, the bigger picture started to unfold. Amen. Abraham, you shall possess, your seed shall possess this land. But they'll soldier in it for 400 years. But then be brought out with a mighty hand to come into this land. So through that long period of time, though the vision tarry, just wait for it. Wait for it. There will be a bride without spot or wrinkle. I say, you don't have to wait for it. You can say, here I am. Here I am. I've been washed by the water of the word. I've been made righteous by Christ himself. I'm justified. Amen, amen. God provided his chosen place of worship only for his elect. Only for the predestinated. 
only for the seed gene of God. Can you imagine? I'm going to ask the thief. But he would no longer a thief. I don't even know who to call him when I get over there. I guess I'll know him. <laughs> I'm no longer a thief of sin. <laughs> and when he starts singing that, I'll know who he is, okay? I'm no longer a slave to sin. I've been nailed to the cross <laughs> with Christ. And I wonder how the cross was exactly quite maneuvered so that he could see across his headline. You talk, Michael, about a billboard. King of the Jews. I wonder if that got him thinking, Brother Lou. King of the Jews. It was in Greek, King of the Jews. It was in Latin, King of the Jews. It was in Hebrew, King of the Jews. He must have come to a conclusion. You are the king of the Jews. Remember me when you come to your kingdom, king. Today. Today. You will be with me in my father's kingdom. You need to look to Calvary this morning. You need to look to Jesus Christ this morning. And you can reign in this kingdom with him. Hallelujah. You can have dominion in this kingdom with him. That's why Brother Bram said in Christ the Mystery God revealed the devil's trembling about this. He's howling about this because he's worried you're getting it. I want to say this morning, Satan, we are getting it. God's chosen place of worship. He put his name in me. Other churches, churches, brides, brides, churches, brides. But there's coming one. And I want to say, I'm that one. I'm that one. Hallelujah. At the cross, at the cross, when I first saw the light, then the burden of my soul rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight, and now I am sad all the day. What? No. No. What is that right word? I'm happy. At the cross, at the cross, at God's chosen place of worship, all my burdens rolled away. And it was there by grace I received my sight. Lord, remember me this Sunday morning. Remember me this little Sunday morning, Lord. Don't pass me by this Sunday morning. I need an awakening. There's a thirsting. There's a groaning. Hallelujah. Then God will send a word to fill that thirst. He'll send a message to to feed that, that hunger. Hallelujah. I wonder when he looked at him, Tom. He looked at him a little different when he started to read those. King of the Jew. King of the Jew. Maybe he had learned a little bit of Hebrew. 
Maybe he wasn't as illiterate as Peter was. Maybe he knew a little bit of Latin. I don't know. We don't know his background. We don't have anything. But somehow when he was maneuvered out there, he could look up there. And saints of God, it came by a revelation. Because it would only take a revelation that it would be revealed to him that he was a king. And it will take a revelation for you to understand that he is still king. The world won't see me. But you'll see me. The thief looked. Cried out, remember me. Maybe at the closing of this little service, there's somebody here saying, Lord, I'm as wretched as could be. I'm looking at you. Remember me, Lord. Maybe you want to be remembered this morning. Say, Lord, I can see you this morning. I can see you. You're finally showing me yourself. You're opening my eyes. Something's knocking on my heart. And I only want you, Lord. There's somebody that wants to say, I need you, Lord, remember me. And you want to stand. If you want to just say, Lord, I'll lift up both hands. I'll lift up my eyes into the hill which cometh my help. I don't want to leave it to the thief on the cross to see God's chosen place of worship. Maybe there's a physical need, spiritual need. Oh, at the cross. Maybe you say, I, I haven't had any joy for years, and I just want the joy spring welling up within my soul. So I'm a mother. Well, then be a mother and show your children that there is a joy in this gospel. Be a mother that can show your children that he indeed is alive and he's living in my soul. Musicians come. Just took only a look. It just took a moment. It just took a moment, saints. It took a moment. It'll take just a moment this morning. Just a moment in his presence. And I believe the dove is circling this little building. The presence of the Lord Jesus Christ is here. And I believe all things are possible to them that believe this morning. I don't know why you wouldn't be standing, even if you didn't have a need in your own personal body, you wouldn't be remembering maybe somebody that does need help. You're not standing here for yourself, you're standing for a loved one. Remember me, Almighty One. 
Father, in this presence, Lord. You even prepared this place this morning for us. So, Heavenly Father, you've gone before to make the road, the path straight. Maybe there's somebody here that just needs to get on this great highway of the Lord Jesus. To walk in the bloody footprints of our Lord Jesus Christ. To surrender their lives. Say, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Father, different ones have stood for various reasons and... Some stood for others. My prayer is, Lord, that God, that you will show us more of your glory and grace. As we walk into this glorious place of worship in you. That we can draw on every benefit. That we realize you are the need supplier. You have already provided. Lord, as this vision unfolds and we start to see you more and more unfold. And as we've looked in the glass darkly, now we're seeing you face to face. When we were once children and spake as children, but now I've become a man and I put away childish things. Lord, would you open your word more to each and every one of us that are present here this morning and those that have been on the phone hookup or whether it be on internet. I pray, Lord, that you'll come into their little room and let that word be illuminated to them, revelated to them, that you would, Lord, just open their eyes to see, their eyes of understanding. Quicken your word and quicken your life. Meet every need, Lord. 
So Father, at the end and the close of this prayer, we started singing, remember me. May each and every one of us cry out to you, Lord. Remember me. Remember me as I walk this walk. Remember me. As I'll come to the evening service and brother Ivan Anka will minister the word of God. Speak to me, Lord. Move me into the very thoughts of God. The place that you have chosen for me. I ask, Lord, that your glory will settle down upon your people. Fill your people. Go with your children. Watch over them on the road. May they come back rejoicing. Lifting up your holy name. The lovely name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. We bless your holy name, Lord, this morning. Precious Lord, one soul worth ten thousand worlds. If a thief could humble himself. Say remember me. Maybe there's somebody here. That you're dealing with father. Lord look upon. Your children. Look upon these souls. I commit them all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. He's already provided. And we'll get ready to go. He's all.